Hello and welcome to the Leading the Line podcast. Um, I'm your host, Chris Marshall, and I'm joined by my regular podcast buddy, Campbell Finlayson, for the first time in a wee while, and also what I'm sure will be many um, slightly different podcasts as the virus that shall not be named takes hold. Uh, Campbell, how you doing, buddy? Bored, to be honest with you, Chris. I think same as most folk are going to be, but aye, so just go on with whatever I can do and... Turn to the drink tends to be the way I think most of us are going to, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think we both just cracked a can open before we started recording this. Um, I'm currently watching the Scotland Republic of Ireland game in 2014 uh, because that was on my birthday and I remember that game. Well, I remember the game. I don't remember much of it, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously it means it's been not only a shutdown of football everywhere, but a kind of shutdown of life, I think it's probably fair to say, and I think... Uh, I know I personally needed to do a little bit of regrouping in the last few days, and um, that's not for the podcast. But yeah, we are going to try and keep you amused as best as we can um, over the, the coming weeks with some Scottish women's football content. I, I suppose I should get your opinion on it, Camo, in terms of what it kind of means for, for the women's game in Scotland. Um, obviously, the season start. I mean, the, the start of the season has... Has there ever been a more disjointed start to a season in, in football history? I'm not sure. We've had storms. We've had. So now we've got um, the the thing that shall not be named. Um, and it's weird because actually the season has started so positively with the increased coverage. Um, it, is it? Uh, this seems like a bit of a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A trivial question to ask you, Campbell. But is it maybe better for women's football that it's happened right at the start as opposed to what's happening in the men's game just now, where it's happened right as the business end starts to come? I think it definitely helps, obviously, that there's not really been too much that's happened yet um, that's going to obviously disrupt it, as you're saying, the men's game. There's all these debates about who wins leagues, who gets relegated, etc., whereas the women's game, obviously, we've only had just the one league game and then two or three cup games, depending on which team you are. So it, it's worked out fine, and it means, obviously, if they then decided that they had to scrap the early games that they've already played, perhaps they will. Who knows what will happen? Obviously, we can see how long we're going uh, to be about football for, but... I think it helps, but it's it's definitely frustrating for us, and I know it's even more frustrating for the players who with football taking up pretty much all, not all of their life, but a big portion of it. It's it's going to be hard for them to kind of adjust to nothing. So it's one that is frustrating, but I just think because it happened at this stage of the season, it certainly could have been worse. Yeah, I think just everybody wants it back, man. It's like that um, that picture that does the rounds all the time with the wee ginger boy crying. Oh, I just want her back. I think everybody feels like that about just life in general, to be perfectly honest at the moment, not just football, but yeah. So, we're not going to dwell on that too much because there's so much talk about it. Um, I don't know about you, Campbell, but I had to give myself a, a wee social media break at the weekend because just everything I was reading about it was just making me sad. Um, and you mentioned it, Campbell, we have had some games. Um, we've had one SWPL game and we've had um, a varying number of SWPL Cup games, depending on which stage you're at. And what we thought we would do is... We would do an SPL, SWPL team of the season so far, brackets, after just like four games. Um, so me and Campbell have pulled together a, a team each. And uh, Campbell, we actually uh, hit upon the same formation as well, a 3-4-3. Three, three. Was, was there any logic behind your selections? I know what my, my logic was, but in terms of the, the formation you picked, first of all, was there any kind of thought process behind that? Um, the, the players that kind of first came to mind in my head were had a couple of defenders but that were centre-backs, obviously, but it was mainly in the attacking and midfield positions, and I was thinking kind of it was easier to pick out players in a forward position, and obviously with having 
the seven midfielders and attackers, you can then fit them in a bit easier. Whereas for um, defensively, obviously, even if you had full backs, you could kind of fit them into a back three. So, yeah, three for three was just one that sort of worked out going with the numbers and feel that this would be a team that would give a very good game to anyone, really. So I just let you share yours as well. But it's, yeah, just because I can, basically. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Three four three was because I could as well, um, and I felt I felt my when I was making my picks over the course of the last couple of days, I felt like they've been very um, they were very centre back heavy in defence, and I couldn't quite nail out any kind of full backs in in terms of who I would want in the sides. So I figured if I went three four three, it means I could fling some more attackers in it, and let's be honest, seeing attacking football just now would be lovely. So let's let's go with that. Um, but let's start in well the, the primary position in goalkeeper. Um, Campbell, I'll let you go first on this one. So, who have you picked uh, between the sticks for our team of the season so far? Brackets after just like four games. Um, that's the wrong page. <laughs> uh, I've gone for Chloe Logan of Celtic, who is obviously in four games, one of the few teams that have played four games. She's managed to keep clean sheets, as I was saying there against Glasgow and St Johnston, and in the other games where she was Celtic one against Spartans and Glasgow City, she managed to she lost goals there. Definitely did keep make some good saves as well. And Celtic have always made an impressive start to their season. So yeah, she's been sort of the standout goalkeeper for me. I think there's been a lot of goals in early games where most keepers seen a fair few, but Chloe's been a very solid goalkeeper for Celtic. And losing the two goals, she was sort of the standout goalkeeper for me. Although I think it was probably the toughest position to actually single someone out. Yeah, I mean, I, I struggle with this one a little bit. Um, I'd, we've got some stuff going out at the back of this podcast relating to it. And um, I was sharing it with Campbell earlier and he was talking about how I'd got Anika Muskins in every position. And I'd picked the Queen's Park keeper initially because um, she had a really good performance against Rangers when they, they lost 3-0 in the SWPL Cup. And I think the reason why I, picked, I ended up picking her on a performance was because I was struggling to think of anybody at this stage. I mean, I think Chloe Logan's a good shout and I think probably end up going with her. Um, part of me was going to pick Jenna Fife at Rangers because they've kept clean sheets all the way through so far but then her and Megan Cunningham have kind of shared the goalkeeping duties and I think actually Chloe Lucan's a good pick for another reason Campbell in the fact that obviously last season Megan Cunningham was at Celtic she's now at Rangers and it really it seems like this season Chloe Logan's been given the opportunity to kind of make that her own so um, unless you're a big Anika Muskins fan uh, Campbell I think Chloe Logan's probably going to be our goalkeeper Yeah seems to be the go-to choice I think for most folks so we'll stick with that Excellent. Uh, yeah, we have consulted with a couple of other people just to kind of run it past folk, but see what we get. So yeah, we've gone for three at the back. Um, we will start on the left-hand side of the three. Um, and well, I'll tell you what, we've kind of looked at each other's teams a little bit, so we know what, some of the similar names. And one of the ones we've both got there is Demi Vance Campbell. Um, for me, I think she has really stood out for Rangers in terms of a leader at the back, especially with our, our partnership with um, Lisa Martinez. Um, she looks to have the physicality that you need at the back. She's maybe not been fully tested yet, I think it's probably fair to say. Um, but I think she's she's definitely been one of the standout signings for Rangers and that, that raft of signings that they've made. And I think she'd be a, a very good fit into the team. Um, I know you've got as well, Campbell. What's, what's your thoughts on Demi so far this season? Yeah, she has been very solid. I mean, when the couple of times I've seen Rangers and obviously they haven't really conceded any goals, obviously that's a big factor in it. But even going forward as well, she's grabbed a couple of assists. And I think the fact that she's kind of moving pro for the first time at 28, yeah, she's got that experience there as well as playing in Northern Ireland, but it, it can kind of be a bit of a step. But she's certainly taken to it very well. And obviously, as we're saying, Rangers have made a good start of their season as well. And Demi's been a big part of that. So she was definitely one of the first choices there eh, on that team sheet. 
Yeah, and I think the other thing that she brings uh, brings to Rangers uh, from the times I've seen them so far this season is because she's naturally a midfielder, which is something that I spoke about with Laura in the, in the Northern Ireland podcast that we did. Um, her distribution from the bat is quite good, and I think what I've noticed on a couple of occasions, and I think we talk about this a lot as a recurring theme is a bit of a tangent here, Campbell, is the almost like, not not necessarily obsession, but the repeated desire to play out the back. And actually, I think having a converted midfielder like Demi in that position helps with that kind of process of playing out from the back in, in terms of women's football. So, yeah, I think I think for us, she's the left-sided of the three. Um, do you want to give me one of your next two then, Campbell? Um, yeah. One that's kind of stood out for me um, is George McTeer at Hamilton, where I was kind of surprised that Glasgow women had let her go, and it was... She was certainly one of their better defenders last season, but she's just slotted in well to Anaki's defence. It was obviously very strong last season, um, finishing second, and they've been strong again. They've got some really good players there, but she's been solid in their start as well. And we've seen Aki's a few times this season already, and she's definitely stood out there. When you've got players that have got that experience there, that they're winning every ball and they're not letting folk pass you, it's certainly something that's definitely going to stand you in good stead. And I think George has been one of the standout players. Aki's obviously going forward to get a lot of plaudits for what's happening. Get to that obviously later on as well, but. She's definitely one of the better defenders I've seen this season, so she was my right-sided centre-back. I'll tell you what, Campbell, why don't you give us our, your centre, centre-back as well, and then I'll give us two, and then we can have a bit of a debate about it. OK, um, I'll, my centre, centre-back, if you want to call it that, uh, I've got Kelly Clark from Celtic, who, yeah, she's moved a bit more in midfield as well this season, having been defensive previously, but... She's certainly been a big part of Celtic kind of keeping that ball out. Obviously, as mentioned, Chloe Logan already and popped up with that winner in the last minute of the league opener um, against Glasgow City. Again, obviously Celtic captain's been very strong. One of the players that's moved uh, as part of this festival regime there. And she's definitely been a standout. Obviously, spoke to her as well um, prior to the season starting. And I think she's one that has been a really important player to Celtic, not just this season, but previously as well. And it's definitely one that I think would slot in well to that defence there. So, Kelly Clark, I'm going for Okay, so I've got Kelly Clark as well. Um, I mentioned the fact that she obviously got that winner against Glasgow City. And I'm glad you pointed out the fact that her position now seems to be pushing a little bit further up the park. Um, and that's part of the reason why I've actually included her as well, because when we get to our, <laughs> the midfield, Campbell, I think it's fair to say defending is not really on our mind at the moment. Um, and I think having Kelly Clark to be able to step up into that midfield area um, and provide a bit of support in there is, is certainly worthwhile. Um, I think she's grown into the roles as a captain at Celtic as well and yeah I think I think that's that's a fair shout so far this season um, my pick for the right hand side is Ailey Shore from Aberdeen um, a team that we're able to see a little bit of thanks to the highlights, um, still haven't seen them in the flesh yet just because of the way the fixtures and the weather and everything else has worked so far but she's been very key for them uh, they've had made a pretty decent start to the season uh, she got the winner against Hearts in the league uh, when they beat uh, Hearts 2, uh, sorry Winning against Hearts and SWPL Cups when they caused a bit of an upset then, uh, winning 2-1. And she also got an injury time equaliser against Kilmarnock as well in a game that I think Kilmarnock were probably a little bit hard done by in terms of not maybe getting the, the result that they were looking for. Um, and she also got a clean sheet in the, in the third game against Birmingham Thistle in the league, although that was a disappointing 0-0 draw. So she's one of the upper-comers in terms of Scottish women's football at the moment. She's in the Scotland under 19 squad. Um, so yeah, I think I've, I've gone for Ailey. Um, she also got brave reviews as well at the SWFL Awards in terms of winning uh, the SWFL One Player of the Year. But I think she made a really good start to the season, and I think the difference she makes um, has already been evidence in these very few amount of games. So we've got a bit of a debate to have there, Campbell. Um, are we going to go with Ailey Shore, or are we going to go with whoever you picked? <laughs> 
think that says it all, doesn't it, Chris? Um, I know I've got the pick for goalkeeper, so we'll let you go with this one. I'm taking Eli Shua as the third defender. I think Georgie McTier is a very good shout. I think the only thing I would say just now with Aki's is that um, in some of the positions are still, I think, tweaking who, who the best two are. And I think Georgie's made a good start, but she hasn't featured all the way through it. I think the reason why I maybe give Eli the nudge at the moment is she seems to very much establish that Aberdeen. And uh, yeah, so I think we'll go with the back three of Eli Shore, Debbie Vance, and Kelly Clark. Um, I think this is where it's going to take a little bit longer now, Campbell. Um, I will start with midfield. So the midfielders I've gone for are. Summer Green, Tammy Harkin, Amy Anderson, and uh, Jordan McClintock is kind of midfield, I think. Um, I'm going to say so, yeah. Um, what's the, what's the names you've got down for the midfield roles? And maybe we talk about them as a group so we can see the commonalities and then debate the ones that are different. Um, on the right, I've gone for uh, Abby Robinson at Kilmarnock. So we've got Jordan McClintock as well, as you mentioned there, um, as well as Lucy Ronald from Glasgow Women. And on the left, I went for M.T. Gardner, sorry, of Hamilton, um, for her performances so far. So have we got, have we got, Jordan McClintock's the only one we've got in common there, is that right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and we were debating earlier on whether or not we should really count her as a midfielder, but I think we're going to. Um, Yeah, I mean, she's had a pretty good start to the season, I think. I think we were a little bit surprised that maybe she didn't stay on at Glasgow City, but a move to Motherwell, I think, is a, a good step for her, and she's obviously started the season well, got the winner against four for Farmington in the league, and uh, we were both in opposite, opposite stands at, um, at Airdrie when uh, Motherwell comprehensively beat part of Disco 6-1 in the SWPL Cup, and she got a hat-trick that night. Um, I think she's a player that has definitely enough ability to, to lay down a mark, and maybe a, a club the size of Motherwell this season could be a good place for her to go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even when you see her come off the bench for uh, Glasgow City in games, and she always kind of had something there you could see. And obviously, you're trying to break into a midfield three with likes of Leanne Crichton um, and Hayley Lauder and such. I hate kind of head it, but it's never easy. And obviously, but she had, she had certainly made an impact, even speaking to Scott Booth after some games in Europe himself. So I was, I was a bit surprised um, to see that she left. But as you're saying, she made a great start at Motherwell, getting the win in the league game there, and then had a fantastic night in Airdrie despite the dreadful conditions and I know she was buzzing with that herself speaking to her post-match it was she was one that definitely came in right away and as much as me playing slightly more advanced uh, for Motherwell she fits in my midfield simply for the fact that I think going with four strikers would have been a bit mental so she fits <laughs> back in the middle for me Yeah I mean there was a case of basically just trying to fit somebody who's maybe slightly more forward thinking into the midfield and I think Jordan probably fits the bill I think just to briefly touch on that game from the the, the SWPL Cup against Partick Thistle Campbell, because the other player I considered in the midfield that I didn't name, which is uh, Kayla McDonald and Goo, who seems to be playing a little bit further back for Motherwell this season, which I think might be a good move for her in terms of uh, mobility around the park. Um, she scored a couple of worldies that night. Um, and the second one in particular, Campbell, I mean, as you said, the conditions were dreadful. I think me and you have been at Airdrie twice now for women's football, and both occasions I've ended up wondering what the hell we're doing. <laughs> um, but um, the two goals that she scored that, uh, the, score, the second goal in particular that she scored that night was was exquisite. Yeah, it was a cracking goal, obviously. The first one was a very smart finish, given uh, Jade Bailey had kind of went AWOL in the part of this goal. But the second one did kind of produce some sort of noise. I don't know what kind of noise I made. I don't know if it was caught in the highlights or not. 
been filmed just to my left, so kind of hopefully not. But it, yeah, it was a cracking volley, and you're seeing. Remember you on the night were kind of talking about potentially having one of the best techniques for a volley you've seen. So it was the fact she kind of just managed to manoeuvre herself with the ball right into the corner from the cross first time was perfect and a great goal. She was one of the look at as well, but just missed out on our midfield. Yeah, um, let's then move on to. Let's talk about the two Hamilton players then we both got. So I've gone for Amy Anderson, uh, Hamilton captain last year's SWPL2 player of the season. Um, she had a pretty solid start to the season, got a double against Kings Park. And um, again, to do something we'll probably see a wee bit quite a lot, which is uh, pretty bad conditions uh, at, at Lesser Hamden. And she also scored the goal against Dillon University, a game you were at, uh, Campbell. Um, and you've gone for MT Gardner, who, to be fair, I don't, I don't disagree with that as a shout to maybe get into the side either, because I think she's had a really sharp start to the season. Yeah, I mean, I've went for her because she's pretty much ripped apart. The defence, Naki's wins um, against Sterling Uni was brilliant, and she had the Dunn United's right back, um, Ellie Jareed on toast last week as well, in that final cup game before it was abandoned, before the season was stopped, sorry. So, yeah, she was definitely a no-brainer for me. She's been one of Aki's standout players um, in the three games that I saw them, so definitely was an easy one to go for. Um, Amy Anderson as well was another good shout, one that seems to have passed me by, but as again, it goes about without being spectacular, but it's just always been some of the Aki's and the player you can definitely rely on. And she's been doing that again so far this season and also seems to love interrupting interviews. So, yeah, she was one that, again, I wouldn't have any complaints about in that team. Yeah, I mean, I've started to know it's a trend of people just jumping in interviews across the board. Uh, but uh, yeah, it seems to be something that, that Aki's have started with Amy and uh, Hannah Coxley. But yeah, we'll see how that continues. Um, okay, but we'll talk about the rest of them. So uh, I have then gone for Summer Green um, from Celtic. Um, I think she's probably been the pick of the signings uh, for Celtic in terms of the players that you didn't know about before. I think Lisa Robertson's come in and made a good start. But I think um, you saw when she came on against Glasgow Women where Celtic were pretty pedestrian. And yes, it was the first game of the season and Glasgow Women were playing very well. Um, I think she came in and added a bit of impetus to them. She's then come in and started in the next two SWPL Cup games and scored the opener against St. Johnson and against Spartans. Uh, And in both those instances, Celtic have gone on to win comfortably. And she also, I thought, had a pretty good showing against Celtic when she she was playing as well in in the opener in the league. Um, I think she's going to be a player to certainly keep an eye on as the, as the weeks progress. She seems to have a bit of composure in the ball, likes to try and take on a player. Um, she rolls down her socks a la Loudrop, which, I mean, if you're a Celtic fan, you won't like that comparison, but, you know, that's what exactly came to my, came to my mind. And, uh, yeah, I think she's definitely one to, to look, at, look for in terms of whenever the season comes back. Uh, she could be a player that real uh, regard in, in the coming weeks, but... Um, we'll talk about one of the ones you've got, which is Lucy Ronald. Um, she played against Summer Green right at the start of the season. Um, she did come into my thinking, Campbell. So why why were you plump for Lucy? This thing just cope kind of with that step up um, the first team football. But I think she's not struggled with it at all, and also always causing the opposition problems with the fact that she's very very creative on the ball. And I can say speaking to a few Glasgow women as well, they they can see the potential she's got really to go at the very top of this game. So she's definitely a player that's made a great start to the season. Um, has been Glasgow, probably Glasgow women's standout player as well and it's just been one that I think you need, you need that creativity and she certainly got plenty of it so it was another one that was a definitely an easy choice for me Yeah I mean I was, I've been impressed when I've ever seen Lucy Rollins she just seems to have a, that level layer of maturity about her whenever I've spoke to her as well after games and um, yeah she definitely came into my reckoning I think maybe the thing that maybe 
slightly held her back in my eyes at the moment. It's just that Glasgow women after that, a strong start in the SWPL Cup. I've tailed off a little bit at the moment uh, in terms of kind of the, their other results. But yeah, she's definitely a good contender. Um, I'll move on to my fourth choice, which is Tammy Harkin at Dundee United. Um, she's had a pretty decent start to the season, a hat-trick against Queen's Park in the SWPL Cup, and she also scored the goal against Burnhamier Thistle in that mad um, 8-4 game up at the, the Performance Centre. Um, maybe the player that I'm maybe least sure about in terms of getting her into the final 11 with some of the options that are there, but I think definitely worthy of note uh, for her performances so far this season, Campbell. Yeah, she's scored some worldies as well for United, and uh, looked over their highlights and was obviously... But she's got that experience in what is, well, up until this season, been a very you know, a young United team, so she's definitely one that's kind of stood out, got that experience in the middle of the park, where obviously United were saying they've got a lot of young players going in, and a lot of some Americans and things like that as well, so she's definitely stood out, scored some cracking goals, and come close to getting another few, so I can see exactly why you went for her in, the, uh, in your midfield. And uh, who makes up your final two? Was it Abby Robinson, if I remember rightly? It was. I went for Abby Robinson at Kilmarnock, who was, was obviously played a match in the league against Aberdeen. And team, as we're saying, they were probably unlucky not to take all three points. And we were both uh, Peter Sell the other week to play Patrick Thistle. And she was again a huge threat for them there. I mean, like, I think seen Kelly previously, they have sometimes lacked that creative spark, but she's definitely um, provided that where it's the pace she's got in her direct running and just getting at defenders goes about her business without any complaints. And just it seems to be Kilmarnock's kind of standout player so far this season. So it's one that. Uh, was one of my first picks actually to go into the squad and we'll see if you agree but she's definitely been a standout for me I mean she's definitely stood out when I've seen Kelly a couple of times and funnily enough actually when I went to the performance league game between Rangers and Kilmarnock she came on as a, a late sub and scored a goal within about two minutes of being on the pitch and she was clearly Kilmarnock's kind of best player on that spell though that wouldn't have been that hard because when they came, she came on and they were 13 0 down or something like that at the time um, strange performance league game because usually a lot closer but yeah um, I think she's definitely worth, well worth a shout in terms of getting into the side. So, I think we've both got Jordan McClintock. So, I think I think she's in. Um, mm-hmm. I think we now just need to figure out how we get everybody else in. I would say that Summer Green probably deserves to be in because she has been consistent pretty much since she's come in the side. Um, and that, that'd be my pitch. Um, and I think that both MT Gardner... Uh, uh, MT Gardner's an interesting one. Uh, Campbell, don't know about you, but do you want to maybe put MT Gardner to one side just now? Because she also plays up top, and I think there's maybe something that we could jig about. Because I think I think she's a very good show, and I have been really impressed with how sharp she's been so far. Um, yeah, stick at the side if you like. Um, it's strange with Aki's, I think, obviously, a 4-5-1, 4-3-3 kind of modes into the two, which is always out wide left, and I think we're having three strikers, obviously who a lot of the time would want to stay a bit more central, having MT as the left would kind of would be a definite choice for me there. But you can defend it with your your option if you want to put your case to me. Well no, so if we if we have Jordan McClintock and Summer Green, realistically they're probably the middle two. Is that probably fair to say? Mm-hmm. If, we, if we did that. Yep. Um and then you're quite because I think if if we're if we're gonna in terms of Numbers, people like numbers, goals, assists, stats. Amy Anderson's has a very good start to the season, but um, I think Summer Green has also been playing at a slightly higher level. And Jordan McClintock, same again, but she's obviously maybe had a couple more key inputs. Well, maybe Aki's the two results that Amy's kind of performed in, um, they've been quite comfortable in. Uh, obviously, Jordan scored a couple of key goals. 
I think MT Garden is a good shout. I think maybe we need to get her in, and it just means that we've got on the other side we're looking at maybe Abby Robinson then. So we were probably looking at a midfield of MT Gardner, Summer Green, Jordan McClintock, and Abby Robinson. Does that sound sound decent? Yep, sounds good to me. Sounds good to you. That's good, man. Right, okay. Um, okay, so we've now got a goalkeeper, we've got a defence, we've got some midfielders, so let's get up top. Um, and let's. I think we have two out of three the same here, Campbell, and then we're going to have a bit of debate about the last one. So I have gone for uh, Megan Bell, Becky Galbraith and Lauren Evans. Um, who's your three? Um, I've also got Megan Bell and Becky Galbraith there and my third one I've gone for, Danny McGinley. Um, Dundee United, obviously, as you're saying there, Megan and Becky were both went for and explain kind of reasons why there. I think that's a definite one. I mean, obviously, Megan Bell scored a double against Hearts in the debut and then scored again um, in the win at Hamilton. And it's obviously made the Northern Ireland Peanut Pass Cup squad last month as well, this month, so they were just playing there. And then Becky Albraith obviously has been Spartan's only goal scorer this season, got a hat-trick against Glasgow and, and got the winner um, against Johnston in the Cup, as well as in that set of the consolation goal against Celtic. So it was one that kind of, they were the two obvious ones for us. But yeah, the other two, are, we both obviously mentioned them actually, and they're, they're definitely players that have been scoring goals this season, so it's, it will be an interesting debate. Yeah, so I mean, in terms of Megan Bethe Calbraith, I'll just add a little bit more in that regard. Both players have scored, uh, well, Megan Gale scored in every game she played in, so you mentioned obviously the double against Hearts and the goal against Aki. She also scored against Queen's Park. Um, I just think she brings, she is quite clearly a player destined for bigger things, I think is, is fair to say, and that's not a slight on Rangers or Scottish football, I think you can just tell that she's a player with that little extra something. Um, she's maybe a little bit still... Um, our finishing could be a little bit better sometimes. I think that's probably fair to say, but overall, I think she's had an excellent impact. I think she's been uh, probably the pick of the signs. We've mentioned Demi, Demi Vance earlier on, but I think Megan Bell's been the pick. And then obviously Becky Galbraith, as you said, Spartan's only goal scorer this season. Um, she got the winner against St. Johnson on uh, the opening day of the season. She then got a hatch against Glasgow Women, and she got the consequence against Celtics. So I think in terms of impact on their sides, I think those two have definitely stood out. Um I have gone for Lauren Evans uh, at Aki's as, as my third striker. Um, she signed not right at the start of the season. Um, she was obviously at Hearts last last campaign, uh, but she's coming to Aki's and she was kind of drip-fed into the side a little bit. Um, she came over against Queen's Park in the SWPL Cup and, and got a, a wonderful assist for an Amy Anderson goal. I then went on to score against Stone University and obviously got the double against Dundee United in the SWPL Cup, um, that game that we were at. So... I think she's had a pretty good introduction and actually if you look at maybe Aki's results without her they would be a little bit different um, but you've obviously got for somebody else um, do you want to make your case for your your pick? Yeah, I definitely agree um, with Lauren Evans has made a great start at the Aki's games that we've seen um, I've picked obviously Daniel McGinley obviously got five goals against Boromir in the SWPL Cup which kind of prompted a Lauren Shankland S tweet from Dun United uh, and you've obviously been guaranteed goals and certainly done it before um, it likes a hearts, obviously, and I think if and when the season resumes, she will remain a key player for United, so it's one that I would put ahead of Lauren, simply for the fact she's played more minutes, and obviously both have scored plenty of goals, I was saying, but just that fact that she's going to, she started the games rather than coming off the bench is the only reason I think I'd probably stick her just ahead of the Aki's for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the five-goal haul is a big one, but you're, you're right, she has also scored in other games. Um, she's probably a little bit starved of service against Aki's, um, although we know that Dundee United and Aki's, for that matter, were missing a couple of players that day um, in terms of the, the game. Um, 
Yeah, do you know what? I'm I'm happy enough that we stick Danny McGinley in there as well. So we have Megan Bell, Becky Galbraith, and Danny McGinley uh, as in a front three. So let's just go through this team, Campbell. Make sure that we're we're both happy with the final outcome. So in goal, we've got Chloe Logan, and then we've got a defence of Ailey Shaw, Demi Vance, and Kelly Clark. Uh, midfield two of Jordan McClintock and Summer Green, and uh, out wide we've got Abby Robinson and MT Gardner, and then up top we've got Megan Bell, Becky Galbraith, and Danny McGinley. Um, I'm taking it up top that Danny McGinley is going to be playing in the centre of the three. Would you say that's probably the best place? I, I wouldn't really sure. I mean, I looked at them this afternoon um, when I was putting the strikers down again before we came on, obviously, and I had Becky Galbraith centre just simply because I feel Danny McGinley's maybe more mobile, but. I don't think it really makes a difference. They're very, two very similar players, eh, and that they're both that kind of tall striker. So it, it works both ways. But I'm happy to have either of them straight in the middle. Well, let's go for Danny on the basis that she's she scored the five, and I think I've only ever really seen Danny playing on as one of those two or up top on on her Todd. But yeah, um, as an eleven, Campbell, you pretty happy with that as a as a start of the season team? Do you feel like you've been Hard done by any of the picks that haven't made it, or I think you've actually probably come out better than I have in this team, looking at it actually just now. But um, so yeah, I think that's a pretty good team. Yeah, um, I don't think there's really there is much that we could complain about. I think only two of the eleven I've went for have they made. <laughs> Not to say that I'm bullying you or anything, but uh, I know it's a very solid team, and obviously it's been a bit harder to pick given we've only seen three or four games from each team, but it's one that. Definitely, they've been the standout players, I think, and it is a very, very solid side, so happy with our work. Me too. And what we're going to do is, um, you've now listened to this, um, when we send the podcast out, you'll see the team when we send it out, um, and then what we're also going to do is send you a blank template so you can do your own teams too, so you can tell us who you think has been the standouts of the season so far in this very, very small window of women's football that we've seen so far this season. But um, for now... Thank you very much for listening. I hope you're all keeping very well. Stay safe. Um, please continue to tell everybody about leading the line. We are going to keep putting stuff out there. Um, if there's anything you want to hear, let us know. I don't really like asking that as a question. I feel it's cheating a little bit, if I'm being totally honest. But yeah, the website's got stuff up there. We obviously had stuff about the, the national side. Maybe me and Cam will come together and do it. something about the national side next in terms of how the... Pinnacle Cup went, and then obviously the future with the Euro 2021 moving, and obviously what that means for the qualifiers. But for now, Campbell, thank you very much for coming on this evening, mate. All right, cheers again, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. Um, and thank you very much for listening, and we'll be uh, be back with you again soon. Catch you later. It doesn't make me-